Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. And now, after years of planning, sweating, and going broke, here is the Boots and Whiskey podcast with Jim Belial. And alert the media. Why they would give this man a podcast is anyone's guess. And there is what could only be a bizarre coincidence or something else. Welcome to the Boots and Whiskey podcast with Jim Belial. Trap, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through life, son. Country music and fine moonshine. You look like the vermin-ridden son of a bitch you are. A podcast for every Everyone in the good old USA and all around the world. Over there, over there, send the word, send the word over there. Quality booze and country music at its best. So you're saying, can you set my country music award on fire? The music, nice and loud. What we do is if we need that extra push over the cliff, you know what we do? Put it up to 11. 11, exactly. You can email the show at bootsandwhiskeypodcast at gmail.com. That's bootsandwhiskeypodcast at gmail.com. It's just swimming with bow-legged women. All social media can be found at Boots and Whiskey Podcast. The show is great, even if you're sober. Well... My advice to you... Start drinking heavily. Jim loves his music and his whiskey. A real woman could stop you from drinking. It has to be a real big woman. This is the Boots and Whiskey Podcast with Jim Belisle. Great music, great booze, and fun, even for you non-drinkers. Y'all want to drink whiskey? I'd like a Coca-Cola in a clean lab. Finally, a podcast that lets it all hang out. Let's level with America. Got your boots? Ready for some whiskey? These boots are made for walking. One of these days, these boots are gonna walk all over you. And now, the Boots and Whiskey Podcast with Jim Belisle. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Boots and Whiskey Podcast. Today, as promised in yet the last episode, we have a country radio DJ out of the, we'll say, great state of Indiana. In the wonderful and the sweetest person I've probably ever talked to in Paisley Dunn. Paisley, thank you so much for being here. Um, I came across Paisley on TikTok. You're going to hear that story here in a few minutes. Um this girl has energy. She's awesome. That's all I'm, that's all I'm going to say. Because uh, if I say too much, it, you, you just trust me on this one, okay? Um, Paisley, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you so much for being a friend. I appreciate the support for the show, um, as I do with everybody else. American Grit and Grace, Dirt Road, Scholar Supply Company, Rowdy Roads, Afterglow Boutique. Thank you all so much for the love and support. Honestly, I want to get right into this conversation because it was so much fun. Um, So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, the wonderful, talented, spunky Paisley Dunn. Hello! Paisley Dunn. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well. Thanks for asking me to do this. 
Oh, hell yeah. Thanks for being on. It's awesome that you're finally getting to do this after all this time. Yes, I'm so sorry. My life is so crazy. No, no, don't be sorry at all. My life's crazy too. So it's all, it's all good. It all works out. It all does work out. So how are things going? Good, good. Yeah. Um, it's been a couple crazy weeks, but we're pushing through, just living life. And yeah, how about you? Oh, uh, you know, can't complain. You know, it's starting to get cold. So, where are you at exactly? Uh, I, so I am about an hour south of Boston. Okay. Um, I'm oh, about awesome. yeah. I'm about 25 minutes north of Providence. So, um, I I'm have in... a friend in Massachusetts who does country oh. radio as well. So. Oh no, kidding. Mm-hmm. Oh, I I know a lot of people in the country. Obviously, in the country radio yes. world up here. Who's your friend? Uh Ben. Is it Bowen? I okay, yeah. You say his last name, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so how, how, I actually am on his internet radio station. Oh, nice. Yeah. Is that how you met him? Yep, yep. Oh, cool. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, Boston's That's, a cool so, area. Yeah, yeah, it's not bad. It's, um, you know, it's the country music is really kind of going crazy up here. It's weird. Yeah, I know. It's kind of weird how it's shifted over the years. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I was talking to somebody yesterday that's also in the in- industry and, you know, she was kind of saying the same thing where it's like, you know, over the last decade or so, it's it's been it's been nuts. Yeah, and it's weird because, like, I'm an analytic person, so yeah. I look at numbers and, like, trends and stuff, and I'm looking at, like, just the shift from north to south and east to west. It's weird because west and midwest was kind of, like, the country hub, and it never got to the West Coast. Like, it never really picked up. The trends on the West Coast are crazy right now. It's, like, spreading, like, wildfires. Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 crazy how much country music has really kind of turned into pop culture all of a sudden. Yes. Yeah. I was just having this conversation with my boss, actually, because building our website. And he didn't want to put an aggregate feed in that was just, like, country music gossip. And I was like... You don't understand, like, country music fans eat, breathe, sleep country music gossip. So we have oh, to yeah. put this in. Like, we right. cannot not put this in. Right, and you know, and you think about the history of country music, right? Just the history alone and, like, the players in it. There's always been some sort of celebrity and some sort of gossip behind it. Yes, You know, yeah. and, it, and it always has gravitated, you know, you hear about the big stories from these people, you know, you, yeah, you've had your, you know, your Motley Crues and your Aussies of the world that have done all that kind of crazy stuff. But then you have, you know, a lot of the country gossip is love affair and, you know, drug driving, you know, <laughs> not, not, yeah. not, not to paint with broad strokes, but, you know, that's what it is, right? Exactly. And the cool thing is, is you can see the artist trends, too. Like, the Dolly of our time is, like, the Carrie, or the Dolly of the past is the Carrie now, and, like, yeah. you have the Garth that has always been present, which I would put him and George Strait on the same table if uh-huh, I had yeah. to, so, I mean, it's just cool to see those trends, too. Yeah, yeah, and and even you see the trends with, like, the, you know, the quote-unquote bad boys of country, right? Yeah. Like, you know, you, you take somebody like Hank Jr., and, you know, you could make Harrison to you know a Morgan Wallen where it's that yeah you know they do or say something that you know may or may not piss off the masses and they still come out of it on the other end doing better than ever 
which is awesome to see. And like with Morgan Wallen, so his country, his concerts are about ready to go down in history after like pre-sale for next year finishes up because they're selling out in a matter of 20 seconds, which the only other person to do that was Garth Brooks. Right. So it's pretty awesome to see that yeah, happening. It, it is. And you know, I, you know, people tell me all the time to shy away from Morgan and not talk about Morgan and yeah. all this stuff, but it's hard to, you know, he's taking the yeah. whole, he's taking this whole genre by storm. And, you know, it, I all, I don't want to get too political. I don't want to get too, no. you know, um, gossipy or, you know, the way of the yeah. world is today and none of that shit. But, you know, I think it's a good, to me, it's a good sign. You know, it it's is. a good, it's a good sign of, you know, the masses saying, you know what, he may or may not have made a mistake. And I say may or may not, because depending on how you think about it, right? Yeah. I don't want to, I don't want to alienate. I don't want to put no. out my own, my own feelers out there. But, I get that. That's um, been my job. Like, that's what's so hard about my job is, is you have to stay so neutral about stuff right. like that. And it's, it's one of those things you got to phrase it in a way that it doesn't offend anybody because you don't want to get canceled. <laughs> right. But <laughs> But, you know, and that's the point, right? You know, we live in this culture where everybody is so upset about whatever it is and they want to be like, no, you can't say that. So your career's over. And this has been like a huge turn in our country, in our culture, where it's like, yeah, the guy made a mistake, maybe or may may or may not have made a mistake, right? And it's like, it doesn't matter because he's talented. He did whatever he had to do to come on the other side of it. And we need to support him. Exactly. No, it's it's been a really cool shift. And that's what I was actually just talking to my mom about this this morning is just like how accepting the country music world is. Right. And how there's kind of a shift in like people are getting tired of the A-listers. They're yeah. like really supporting like the C and D listers that like really do produce great music and wouldn't yeah. get mainstream time if it wasn't for like the TikToks or the Instagrams or... So yeah, social media is a good and bad tool at the same time. If that makes yeah, sense. yeah, and you know, and you know, to your point with with country radio, and you you're in it, right? So yes, tell tell us a little bit about that before I I go into my diatribe oh. or what I what I think. So you're in the Midwest, more or less, right? Yes, I am. So I'm in Indiana, Marion, Indiana. Um, okay, it's kind of a smaller town. We're about fifty five thousand when college isn't in session. A little bit more when we do have college in session so it's a smaller mid-market I would say and I've actually only been doing radio for about three years now which is crazy to me that it's gone by this fast and in my three years I've been in four different states and I've just kind of seen the world and I love it I eat breathe sleep country music it is my life I can't see myself doing anything other than that so I'm just so super grateful that the cards have always kind of fell in my place. Yeah, that's that's awesome. So, but you do, and and please correct me if I'm wrong, no. but from the way it looks, um, you get to, and I because I know a lot of other people do this, but you get to work for several stations because of the way it works now, right? Yes. So I'm on several different stations, which is pretty awesome. Um, I am doing an internet station, and then I work. For our country station is my main job, but then I help out like on our pop station every once in a while, and then I do have a show on a rock station as well. So nice. I kind of work in a lot of industries, if that makes sense. But yeah. my heart is in the country music world, and it's so weird because I didn't 
just so I've always listened to country music. My mom, I blame my mom for this. When I was four years old, she took me to a Billy Ray Cyrus concert because her friend couldn't go. And so four-year-old me is sitting on my seat blurring out Billy Ray Cyrus songs, which is crazy. Um, but I always had a dream of being in the TV industry. And I tried the TV news industry for a year. And then my mom's like, no, this is not your fit. And I was not happy either. And so she suggested I try to get into country radio. And ever since then, I'm like, why didn't I think of this when I was in college? Yeah. Yeah. That, and it, it's crazy how something like that could change all of it, right? Yeah. Um, it's crazy how, like, I'm a fun-loving person. I just love to have fun and entertain and just love life. And I didn't think that tv would suck my soul but in another way it just sucked my soul because talking about sad stuff all the time is just so hard yeah yeah i you know and that's for me you know that's a big reason why i you know i've stopped watching the news i've stopped i don't want to say i've stopped caring but i've stopped caring you know where it's like if it doesn't affect you know the five of us in this household like i really don't care yeah, you know, and exactly. I, I know it sounds cold and callous and, you know, there's a lot of people out there that are like, well, you know, there's all these things you should care about. And like, I do, I care about those things, but that doesn't affect my day to day. So it's, it's not keeping me up at night. <laughs> exactly. Know? And that's why I couldn't like continue making a living off of spilling bad news. And so I was like, I need yeah. to do something fun that'll yeah. highlight my personality and be in an industry that I love. So yeah. So I think, awesome. you, I think you had cut out a little bit um, when you were going through your TV stuff, but okay. could you say that again, just in case it did cut off? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Um, what do you want, do you want me to start from the beginning? Um, no, it doesn't matter. Just, just go into how, you know, cause I don't edit these. So it's, it's okay. it, you know, I don't, I don't edit it because I like the natural aspect okay. of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I, you know, so you were on TV at one point. Yes, for about a year, exactly. I was a news reporter, and it kind of just sucked my soul. It was one of those things that, it was hard to talk about sad stories all the time and be a happy-go-lucky person, and after about nine months of it, I realized, this isn't for me, and so my mom and I were talking on the phone one day, and I was just really sad because I was doing a, a really sad story. My mom's like, I think you need to switch industries. And that's kind of when I was like, oh, I love country music. Let's see if I can be a radio DJ. That's Now, so was it easier for you to get into radio being on TV at one point? Um, yes and no. So okay. I tell everybody, radio is one of those weird industries where there's no cookie cutter way of getting into it. Okay. How I got into it is not how everybody else got into it. But me, I was able to do some entertaining stories while I was on TV, and I saved those. And my very first boss that actually was the person that hired me for my first radio job, I called my radio dad. To be honest, he was, like, kind of weary about a TV person sending in TV tapes for a radio job. And then he saw my story about healthy Super Bowl foods that I turned into a joke because I thought it was a dumb assignment. (laughs) <laughs> and so I had a bowl of popcorn on national television and I'm stuffing my face with popcorn, reading the teleprompter. I had popcorn going everywhere. 
I mean, more people were laughing than paying attention to the story because I was trying to make a fool of my boss, but really I was making a fool of myself on national television. And at the end, I just threw the popcorn over my head. And he's like, if you can do that on national television, you can do, you can be funny on the radio. And yeah. so that's kind of how I got my start. So if I was just a normal reporter and didn't do weird stuff like that, it would have been really hard to get into radio. But because I was kind of an out there reporter, it was a little bit easier, if that makes sense. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. No, that's awesome. That's so funny how that, that, that worked out for you. <laughs> Exactly. No, I know. It's one stupid story like that can change your life. Right, right. But isn't that how it always goes? Yeah, it is. And it's like so unexpected, too, that just the the stars aligned perfectly. Like I saw this job opening. I sent it in. It was the only radio station I sent something in because I hadn't started looking really hard. And then the next thing I know, I'm on a train out to Iowa for my first radio job. Iowa. That's where everybody yes. wanted to go. Yes, exactly. Actually, yeah. I loved Iowa. It was a lot yeah? of fun. So we're, I'm guessing you were at least in a city, right? Ish. Kind of a Ish. bigger town. I was in okay. Burlington, Iowa, which is southeast Iowa. It's actually right on the, is it Missouri? Mississippi River. Mississippi River. And if you cross the bridge, you were in Illinois. So it was like oh, okay. way southeastern Iowa. There's about 100,000 people, so it wasn't, like, super small. We had a Walmart and, like, a shopping center and stuff in the mall. But yeah. it wasn't, like, super big. So you were you were in a smaller – okay, I get it. Yeah. I get what you're saying. Fair yep. enough. So, I mean, I'll, you know, because I, I, I have this assumption how radio works, right? Um, would you say, based on the markets you've been in, you know, the level of, how do I put this without sounding like an ass? Um, the level of professionalism is different? Yes. Okay. So I've worked for a major media company, which I'm not allowed to say which one. That's fine. And I have worked for a lot of small markets. It's because at the major ones, you have to hold this persona of being professional all the time. And yeah. they want you to have fun, but they want you to have fun in their way, if that yeah. makes sense. No, Whereas, it makes total sense. When I'm in these smaller markets, this is where I'm thriving because I have creative freedom, 100%. Right. They're not controlling my Facebooks. They're not controlling my TikToks. They're not controlling my Instagrams. I can do whatever I want, ish, right. within limitations, let's be right. real. Right, like, sure, right. But, um... Yeah, so there is a way different, and to be honest, I am actually loving small markets, and it's because we have the freedom to do a little bit more, less cookie-cutter radio stuff than if I was in, like, a large market. And don't get me wrong, I would love to be the next Bobby Bones. That is my goal. Oh. If I get that break, like, I'm going to take it. But at the same time, I don't want to lose the fun of radio, because radio is just so fun. yeah. If you have that freedom. Yeah. Because, you know, being where I am, you know, I can get, I can get Boston country stations. I can get the Providence country station. I can get the Worcester country station, which is a, you know, a smaller, bigger city in the middle of the state. Um, so, you know, you saying that, you know, I can see that, you know, because there's DJs that are in Providence that say things that I'm like, holy shit, did they just say that? And then yeah. there's stuff in Boston that it's like, 
you know, it's, I don't want to say it's cookie cutter, but it's prim, it's proper, it's, you know, it's happy, it's, you know, there's no, you know, you can tell it's, it's scripted to a point, right? Yeah, and that's kind of where I'm at, and I'm actually currently loving my current job, because everybody is just so relaxed and laid back, and like, I'm a huge prankster. Yeah. I, I grew up in a family, I'm the only girl, and my mom raised my three cousins, because um, her her brother was a single dad. So I had my two brothers and then my three cousins and me. So I was around guys all the time. And we were pulling pranks and we were country kids just having a blast. And so it's kind of nice that I don't have to hold off my personality in the office when I'm not on air. I can be that jokey prankster person and everybody just gets along with it, you know? So, So the version of you we're hearing right now, this is you all the time. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> this is me all the time. Um, my coworkers will tell you I'm a lot to handle because I'm a chatterbox and just like to have fun. But yeah. You know, there's nothing really wrong with that. At it is. It is. Life's too short to not smile all the time and have fun. That, that's right. That's right. So for people that don't know, and I don't even know if you know this, but I discovered, I, I hate saying that. I hate saying I discovered you. Because I didn't discover you, right? You're you're your own person. I came across you. How's that? That Um, sounds good. I came across you on TikTok. Yes. And, um, you know, I don't know what the hell you were doing. I don't even know why. Like, you know, because, like, you just kept coming up. And it was you on a country station and talking about country stuff. And I'm like, this girl has, you know, a personality. She's having fun. You know, she's got all these followers. She has a a name. She has a base. Like, what the hell is going on here? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I appreciate that. Yeah. So, so, you know, not to mix words, but what the hell is going on here? (laughs) Fun. Um, So, I don't think a lot of people know exactly what goes into radio. Um, When I first heard radio, I thought, okay, you get there an hour before your show. You come up with some funny stuff. And then you sit in a room for, you know, four or five hours and do live stuff and you talk about whatever. But I decided to show the true side of radio and how much fun it is. And like, I'm not going to lie. I'm that goofball that is sitting in my live shift, which is a five hour shift. I'm tied to a board for five hours, which is so fun. I'm dancing and singing along to music because I love it. Like, I love it. And I yeah. don't think people, I think people think that, like, we just sit there and do nothing. And don't get me wrong. There's sometimes when I'm sitting there scrolling on TikTok if I, you know, don't like a song or whatever. <laughs> but I'm dancing, singing along, and I just talk about whatever. Nothing, there's some things that are off limits. Um, right. One thing for me is, is family and friends, I try not to bring them too much into what I do because they didn't choose to be in the limelight. I chose this career, and I don't think it's fair to put them out there and put them on a pedestal and highlight them if they don't want to be a part of it. Right. If that makes sense. Yeah. So, yeah, pretty much everything I share is life stories and personal stuff, and I really don't have a filter, which is really hard because you're not allowed to cuss on the radio, so that that makes it a little bit harder. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, I just kind of do whatever yeah no and that's great that's that's so good that you're able to do that um it is fun so so as as a dj as a radio personality how much say do you get in what 
in your shift gets played? Zero. Zero. And actually, I've had this conversation. So our consultant does our music. Yeah. And um, I follow the charts, not going to lie. I print them out every Monday, see how things are going, like watch trends. I'm looking at multiple different charts. I'm that weirdo that just eats free sleeves, country music. And I wish the DJs had more to say, like more say on the music. Because I think that, like, a lot of these industries, people have been in the industry for so long, and me being so fresh, and I know so many other people are so fresh, we have a different perspective on the music that should be playing versus what's actually getting played. Right, right. But I'm not allowed to touch it. Right, right. So if, based on you, right, based on what you do and watching the numbers and seeing who's, you know, climbing, I guess you could say, who who would you say right now is the artist to watch for? Oh, that's a hard one. There's so many of them. So I really think Jameson Rogers, he's doing so well right now. Um, but he's kind of that underdog still. I think that he's going to hit everybody by surprise. Huh. And I think in the next year or so, he's going to be an A-lister. Yeah, you know, it's funny because when he did that song with Luke what was it last year the year before whenever the hell that came up i thought for sure that was going to catapult him into the stratosphere yeah and it didn't and it didn't it was like oh hey cool good great song bro but you know let's what we gotta play fancy like oh i know don't even get me started on that one don't get me started (laughs) i told okay so i complain to our consultant all the time about music choices just because i love it and i'm so passionate about it and i think we could sound way better as a station if we made just a few more changes and i told him i was like if you add fancy like i'm pulling our country card we are turning into a pop station like we can't do this we can't do this just because tiktok made a baby no we can't do this Uh and then the next week we add it and i'm like i'm scrolling on tiktok when that song is on you know, but then I find it, it on TikTok. Right. But, you know, it's it's kind of one of those, like, feel-good stories, right? You're like, good for Walker Hayes, right, and all that. Yeah. You know, I think it's it's a great story because he was pretty much on the brink of being a nobody. Um, exactly. And then, you know, he just he just caught fire and knew how to play the game really well. And, you know, great, great for him, right? Yeah. No, I mean, like, don't get me wrong, but it's just hard when you put a sound like that when you're – when country music is sounding so different. Right. You know, and, and like for somebody like me being up in the Northeast, right, we get a lot of that. You know, it's a lot of the um, the poppy country. It's the, yeah. you know, it's the big names. It's the Jason Aldean. It's the Luke Combs. It's, you know, it's the people that if you're just a passive country music fan, you know, you know everybody that yeah. the stations up here are playing, right? Exactly. Um, you know, and then I go see a guy like I did last night in Tyler Booth. And he plays to a room with maybe 150 people in it. And it's some of the best country music I've ever heard. Oh, yeah. No, and that's what I absolutely love about Texas. And actually, my radio best friend is doing country radio down in Texas right now. That's what I love about Texas country is it's a good combination of, like, popular artists and non-popular artists. Right. So you get that, like, nice little mix of that, like, I absolutely have loved Parker McCollum for, like, years. 
And I'm yeah. so excited that he's like finally coming into what we call the mainstream hot country right now. Because yeah. we need to get back to that roots of country music. And actually, the crazy thing is, is I was reading a study like two weeks ago. Gen Zers right now are one generation that is really hard to kind of appeal to. Mm-hmm. And they're the upcoming ones that are going to be listening to radio now. So we need to like focus on them. 90% of them listen to 90s country music on Spotify. Really? Yes. Well, so, you know... <laughs> That just blows my mind. So I need to, full disclosure, right? And like I tell everybody, I say it all the time, and these conversations are just so organic and it just so happens, right? You and I didn't have a conversation about what we were going to talk about, you know? And I told you, I told you it's going to be whatever it is, and this is a perfect example. So I'm just making my kids lunch, right? And I say to Alexa, you know, hey, play 90s country. And it and it's playing '90s country, and you know what, my ki- my kid, I have my I have an 11 year old, and then I had the baby with me today, and they're like dancing, and they're flowing, and they're moving to the groove, and I'm like, and I looked at him and go, "You like this?" He goes, "Yeah, this is really good." Yeah, and I was like, "Yes, yes, it is." <laughs> and that's you know, what but, I don't you know, and he's right. No, go ahead. No, go ahead. Sorry, I'm. I, and I was just gonna say, you know, he's been my my oldest has been subject to you know, all of these artists I've been playing because I've been talking to them and researching and, you know, doing my due diligence. And, you know, he says to me, he goes, um, I think, you know, he knows Brooks and Dunn because of Luke. You know, we went and saw Luke the other night and um, so fun. He, he loves, loves Luke. So he knows Brooks and Dunn. He knows, you know, some things. But um, uh, Shenandoah came on. Okay. And... Yeah. Um, I can't ever remember the name of the song, but you, the one, their big one, uh, yeah. the one with the oh, two dozen roses, you know, yeah. I can't, oh. I think, I think that might be the name of the song, but I can't, I'm just yeah. drawing a blank right now. 90s country. I love it, but I always forget the titles. Always. So he says to me, he goes, that song's on. He goes, Hey, I've heard this song. He goes, I think I heard it online. He goes, this is a new song, right? And I go, no, <laughs> I go, no, this is not a new song. And he goes, well, this song sounds a lot like the artist you've been talking to on your podcast. And I go, yes, yes, yeah. it is. You're absolutely right. You know, it's- because I, th- I think, you know, these up and comers are going back to those 90s roots when it was, you know, when country music on the, you know, the pop world or the popular culture world was lame and it sucked yeah. and it wasn't for everybody. You know, and, and I think it's, I think it's getting back to that, not in like a lame way, but back to the roots and back to the actual, you know, music. Exactly. And that's what I'm excited about. Cause I, so my dad was a huge Hank Williams Jr. fan. Mom yeah. was a huge Garth fan. So that's what we grew up listening to. Yeah. And I mean, I hate to say this, like we said, there's trends in the country music world. I think Shania started that pop trend. Yeah. And I love her to death. Don't get me wrong. I love Shania yeah. Twain. I love her old stuff. And then I think Taylor Swift just, took it to way too extremes and that's yeah. where we got but now we have the guys like Luke Bryan and all them looking back at like where our roots were and we're kind of making a shift in that and I think that the younger generations are also realizing that and like I said radio is about targeting your target audience and right now we're trying to get the younger generations because we're competing with the Spotify's and the Pandora's and the Apple Music's and all that stuff the only difference between those and what I do is 
personality that brings light to the song. And right. we're seeing that, like, now with streaming numbers and stuff like that, more people are actually streaming radio stations on their, like, Amazon Alexas or Google Homes and stuff like that because they miss that personality aspect huh, that comes no along kidding. with the music. Wow, that's so that's so, super fascinating to me because I, full disclosure, you know, yeah, I'll listen to the, the stations here every now and again just to, you know, if it's been a while and I don't know what's going on in the quote unquote popular country yeah. world. Um, so, you know, but most of the time it's Spotify, right? Yeah. And for me, it's the, I can find anything I want. Exactly. You know, more or yeah. less. And, you know, some... I probably shouldn't say this, but there's some there's some radio hosts up here in my area that I can get that I just don't want to listen to. No, it makes <laughs> you know, sense. For whatever reason, you know, it's, you know, whatever, right? I get great it. Pe- great people, I just don't want to listen to them. Um, you know, so, and for what I'm doing to find the artists that I've come across, I'm not finding them on the radio. No. You know, even even big artists like Cody Johnson, like Whiskey Myers, they don't yeah. get played here. No. And that's the hard thing is, is like, that's the hard battle for me is, is finding that mix. Because like you said, the Cody Johnsons, Whiskey Myers, they are great. But if you go down to Texas, they're on the radio all the time. Right. So it's just hard because it's one of those trends too. You got to look at like the demographic of the area you're in. So it's really weird because as radio people, you think you wouldn't think this is important to us. We look at census data all the time for our areas. And that's kind of how we base off what music we play, what commercials we play, what topics we talk about and stuff like that. We look at our demographics in our area and it's just sad to see that like, we narrow our music choices and narrow our topic choices and narrow that just based off of what we see on stats. Right. Right. So if you had the choice, right, would you, could you, I guess you could say, could you in your area um, highlight independent artists on the radio or based on, you know, whichever um, corporation you work for, is that just a no so I actually work for a privately owned station, which is really nice. And so okay. my boss actually does that through a podcast that he does through work, which is really cool. So he's able to do that. I could possibly do that, but I'd have to get with upper management and get it approved and stuff because we do have like laws and rules that we have when it comes to like independent artists and stuff, what we can and can't do on the radio. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. And I, I didn't know that. I don't know a lot about this, but the FCC does have a ton of rules for radio, and we have to follow so many of them. And like, I know the big ones, but the smaller, fine, detailed rules, I am not diverse in. Which I heard that just comes with time. Like I said, I'm so green to the industry. Every single day is a new learning curve for me. Right, right. But you know what? You're learning, and you know you're doing. You're really doing doing it well you know i mean based on what i've seen through your through your social medias and all that like you know you have you have it you have you have you know a connection and it's 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 great to see you're so kind thank you so much i feel like i talk to walls all the time 
Like, I think <laughs> I'm a crazy person because I talk to walls and nobody ever reacts to what I do. So to hear that, that just made my day. Good. Well, I'm glad. But, you know, it's true. You know, and like you and I have had several conversations now leading up to to this one. Yeah. And, you know, it, you, you know, it's nice to know that you're somebody that I could just shoot a text to and be like, hey, how you doing today? Like, how are you? How you, you know, whatever. And, and it's not a burden to you. It's not like, a, oh, what the hell do you want? You know, it's a, yeah. it's a, I'm great. How are you? You know, it's, you know, and I, I, I appreciate that as somebody in my, you know, in my position. So I thank you for that. Oh, thanks. Yeah, no, I just love connecting with people. Like, it's so fascinating. And I say this all the time. Humans are fascinating because there's not one alike. Everybody is unique in their own way. But I feel like there would be less Karens of the world if we would just spread kindness and love and just be nice to people. Right, right. And that's all you have to do, right? Yeah. It it doesn't matter if you are, right. It doesn't matter if you agree or disagree about you know, the, the really at the end of the day, the stupid shit in the world, you know, like just be, just be a person. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, genuine. Like, this drives me insane. And don't get me wrong, I have my moments. Oh, well, yeah, we all do. 100% honest. I have my moments. But I just wish people would shoot people straight. Right. And I mean, I'm not going to lie. I'm a brutally honest person. I don't beat around the bush. So. It's one of those things that a lot of people find me hard to deal with sometimes because I'll tell you how it is. Right. I I get that myself, so I'm with you. It's just one of those things. Right. Like, I tell everybody, I'm a limited edition, so if you can't (laughs) handle me, don't worry. You can find somebody basic. Right. You know, and it's one of those things where, um, you know, I have so many thoughts and opinions about things, and I try to be as things as as I can and you know whether regardless of what I what I truly believe you know I always try to like make people not make be people but like you know twist things in a way where it's like well why don't you think about this you're very yeah. it's very obvious this is what you think and that's fine that's great whatever well, uh, but but what about this what about this side of it what about that side of it you know and, and it's that's the tricky part for me in my industry so yeah a lot of, so I'm not going to lie, radio is a male-dominated industry. So being right. a female in the industry is really, really hard. It's like country music. We're struggling to get those female artists on, which in the last year has been amazing. This is like the first time in my life that I've ever heard two female artists played back-to-back on the radio. Because that was a no-no, like right. up until about two years ago. So as a female in the industry, if you have a strong personality like I do, and you question you ask questions the males of the industry think you're questioning their authority right and so that has gotten me into a lot of trouble a lot of times because i ask a lot of questions that's just who i am and i'm not questioning what you're doing i'm trying to understand why you're doing it because i'm just not comprehending it or maybe there's an easier way to do it that i can suggest and so i think that's one thing too in the music industry and just in what I do, when you question somebody or you ask a question of it, they automatically go on the defense side. And I wish more people would be open to like asking and answering questions. Yeah, right. No, and that it, it's it, it's weird how that works because even the industry I'm in, it's it's kind of like the same thing. You know, it's 
it's weird because it's very female dominated where I am, but the males will climb the ladder and get those promotions a lot faster. Yeah. Right. So I can, I can do my job. I could half-ass my job and still be ahead of, you know, the other two girls that are in my office because, you know, that's just how it, how it works. You know, I don't, I don't do that. You know, I put my all into everything, but it's, it's just, it's such a shame because, you know, they're a hell of a lot better at their jobs than I, (laughs) I am, you know, and it's, it's, it's crazy. And actually yeah. I am on the, um, I'm a ambassador for national women in radio um, because there is still a lot of gaps in the industry. Like there is in the country music world. And so there's a lot of women that are standing up because there's still a huge pay gap in my industry, which is really hard really? knowing that like I have the same experience as a male and I've, do the same job as a male, but he's automatically going to make a couple thousand dollars more than me. Right. And it's just right. one of those things that, I mean, it's happens in the music industry too. I think it's still an issue across America, but it, it's getting better. Yeah. But I'm excited to be a part of that movement that kind of helps with that. Well, and that's I, awesome. Everything that I do is not for myself. I'm thinking about future generations because there's going to be a day when I can no longer work in radio and that day is going to be one of the saddest days in my life. But I want to know that I left my mark in a way that I inspired maybe somebody else to take that leap and get into something that is just as fun as what I get to do every day. Yeah. And that's awesome. That's so, you know, it's so good for you to be, you know, not only loving what you're doing, but, you know, really pushing the industry to be better as a whole. I think that's incredible. Thank you. I appreciate that. You're welcome. Um, so, you know, there's, I, I honestly could talk to you for the rest of the day, but, <laughs> I, you know, I, I know you have other things to do. Oh, so, um, so, I, God, there's, there's so much I want to, I want to talk about. But, I've um, got plenty of time. Don't worry. <laughs> um, is radio where you want to stay? Is this what you want to do for the rest of Paisley Dunn's career? Paisley Dunn has no idea. Okay. I am kind of a hot mess express. I absolutely Good. love Good what I do. Don't get me wrong. It has gotten me through some hard times. So um, last year I was in South Dakota and um, I was on the way back from my grandfather's funeral. I was heading back to Colorado where I'm originally from. And my apartment complex caught on fire and I lost everything. Jesus Christ. So I lost a grandfather and everything within two weeks of each other. Um. And here you are still smiling and having a great time. (laughs) Yes. And the only thing that got me through that was radio. It's the only thing for about six months that would put a smile on my face. And I don't know. I've been through a lot of stuff in the last year. And I don't put it out there because people don't need to worry about my problems. They don't need to know about my problems. But radio has been my release. But the hard thing about radio is is I am so close with my family. So I'm super close with my two brothers and my mom and my dad. And radio keeps taking me further and further away from them. Yeah. So I don't know if this is going to be a forever thing for me. Gotcha. Okay. And that's, and that's fair because, you know, at the end of the day, and I tell this to everybody, whatever is best for you and your family is what you have to do. Yes. And I think that's why I ended up in Indiana. Indiana was kind of a soul searching thing for me because I was able, I had, I was blessed and had a 
renter's insurance. So I was able to get a fresh start. And I was like, if I'm getting a fresh start, I might as well fresh start in a new city. And yeah. That's awesome. And, you know, I, it's, I'm sure it was tough to leave such a destination like South Dakota. But, <laughs> yeah. you know. Actually, it was really hard for me because if you follow me on TikTok, you probably figure this out. I'm a country girl to all ends out. And so South Dakota was like the perfect place for me because I could be that country person outside yeah. of work. Like I literally walked out my back door and I could go pheasant hunting whatever I wanted. Or I could go to the outdoor range and shoot my bow whenever I wanted. So that was really hard to leave. But yeah. That's awesome. You know, it, and it's funny because it's like doing this and like, you know, you know, because all of all, it seems like all of my interactions are south of the Mason Dixon line, right? Yeah. At this point, yeah. So it's like, like I hear stories, and like it has given me a whole new perspective of the rest of the country. It really has. Yeah. You know, like because I, I mean, admittedly, so like I'm a, you know, I'm a middle of nowhere kind of kind of kid, but in the middle of nowhere that has things. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean, like. You know, I could leave my house and in a half an hour be in a major city. Yeah, and that's you know, so like what I'm not, I like. Right, so I'm not like in the middle of nowhere. Like I'm in the middle of nowhere compared to a lot of other things. But, um, you know, and like you have this, living in New England, you, you grow up with this idea that, and I'm probably going to get a lot of shit for this, but you have this notion that you're, because you're from New England, because you're from Massachusetts, you're already better than everybody else. You know, it not it's 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 not you know it's not really taught. It's not it's yeah. not like hey, we're better than them because we live here. It's just it's just a sense. It's like a it's almost like a texture. Like you can feel it, right? Exactly. Um, yeah. No, I get it. And um, so like growing up, you kind of have that bias, or it's like, yeah, I'm from I'm from New England. Like I'm better than you. <laughs> you yeah. Know? It, no. It's, I don't know if it's the sports team rivalries. I don't know <laughs> what the hell it's from, but you know, you really do have that sense of entitlement. And yeah. so you like, you see things, you hear things and you kind of get a preconceived notion about other parts of the country or whatever that, you know, once you start talking to people, you're like, Oh shit, you are the same as me, but you live in Georgia or you exactly. live in, you know, Texas, or you live in Louisiana, like you're the same person, you're you, you are, you, you care about the same things I do. You like the same things I do. You know, it, it's just so crazy. And it's so insane how, you know, how things have worked. And the crazy thing for me is, is like, this industry has taken me to towns that I didn't even know existed on the map. Mm-hmm. And it's just been so cool to like learn because I'm not gonna lie, I grew up in Colorado. I thought everywhere was like Colorado. And then my mom's family was from Nebraska. So I spent a lot of time on my grandfather's ranch in Nebraska. And you get this notion that everywhere is like Colorado and Nebraska, which are two states that are similar alike. And then the further east that I've moved, because it's weird, I either go north or east. I don't know what the whole plan is here, but I see that there's just so much to see. And I don't want to limit myself to one area because, like you said, you talk to somebody that maybe I've never been to Massachusetts. So I'm talking to you and I'm like, Oh, this sounds like cool. You know, it just gets that adventure built up. in yeah. me. 
Yeah, you know, this this area is really fascinating, especially if you like history and you like old history or like colonial history, because it's all, you know, it's all it is. Like, I, I yeah. literally look out my front door and I look to the left and the oldest meeting house in the state is literally sitting right there. That's so you know, cool. And it dates back to like the 1600s. Like, it's like, what the hell? Like, it's, it's, it's like, where do I live? Like, this is, it's insane. Yeah. It's, you know, but, it's so cool. Yeah. But, you know, you go to different parts of the country where, you know, I'm a big history guy. So yeah. everywhere I go, I want to know the history. And, like, you know, you go places. You know, we went to Nashville uh, for our honeymoon. And oh, wow. so I wanted to know some history. And it was like, it's not, I mean, it's old, but it's not as old as here because uh, Nashville wasn't settled the way it was. Yeah. You know, like when, when we were. So it's. It's just so fascinating. It's so awesome. It's so, you know, it's so cool. Yeah, it's it's definitely. And that's what I kind of like about my job, too, is it causes me or makes me move a lot, which a lot of people mm. would hate that. But I absolutely love it because, one, I'm a people person. So, like, I've lived in, since college and internships and stuff like that, I've lived in six states. And I've made so many friends in those six states. I have a friend just about in every state now. That's awesome. And it's so cool because when I'm out at events and stuff, I meet more people and make more connections. And then it just, I don't know. It's just awesome. Yeah, no, it, it is. It's, it's incredible. It's incredible to be able to talk to people, you know, and yes. actually have conversation. Exactly. I think that's one thing that, okay, so I'm not, I'm a millennial. I'll admit it. Um, but I don't act like a millennial. And I think the one thing that really hurt my generation is technology. Yeah. And I'm so lucky. My parents are so old school. I'm not going to lie. We had dial up internet until I was a sophomore in high school. Damn. And we had a rotary phone. My parents still have a rotary phone in their house. So we didn't grow up with technology. And that helps and hurts me in my industry. But I really think that technology has kind of put a damper on communication like yeah. people don't know how to have conversations anymore which is so right. weird to me and yeah. I don't know it's just crazy and like in the industry that I work in everything is communication like all I do is talk all day even though like English is hard don't get me wrong I have my days <sighs> but it's just so weird to me that people don't like having face-to-face -face conversations anymore yeah no well because it's so much easier to write whatever you think and then put it down and walk away yeah and it's you like, know but if you write an email or a text message you may have like meant it to be nice and sweet and then somebody's gonna twist it the totally other way and you're like please people right yeah yeah that you know it's you know because i like I'll, I'll do that you know i used to be a big offender of that where i would write something and then you know a lot of it was to stir the pot and to get people riled up and it worked right so i kept doing it yeah. And then it was like, well, and then people get pissed off. And I'd be like, well, this isn't really what I think. So do you want to have a conversation about it? And they're like, yeah. no. And it's like, okay, well, then I don't have the time for you. I don't have it. And that's like, with my job and cancel culture, I have to be careful with everything I do. Right. And everything I put out there and everything I support and everything I do. Because in a blink of an eye, I can be canceled. Right. Right. Even so, if it even if it's for something that the majority of people agree with. Yeah. 
and so that's one thing like a lot of people ask me why I don't put a lot of like public stuff out there about like what I do on weekends or whatever it's because I don't want to get canceled right like I love what I do and if I get canceled I don't want it to be because of me I want it to be because people just got tired of the hot mess express (laughs) of Paisley done on the radio right right um you know, this has been so fun and it, it really has. And I can't, you know, I can't wait to continue our friendship because that's, that's what I consider this. You know, this, yes. is a, this is a friendship. This isn't like, a, oh, I had this, this nice sweet girl on and, you know, hope maybe I'll, maybe I'll talk to her someday again. You know, this is, no, you know, this is I, conversations in yeah. the future for sure. I Hell was yeah. grateful you stumbled across my, yeah, I, of my TikTok. <laughs> I am too. You know, it's, it's so nice. You know, it's such a breath of fresh air. You know, it really is. Um, so I have two, two major questions I got to ask. And I don't know if you've listened to the show. I'm sure you've listened to every episode from Tibet. Of course. Um, yeah. Oh, hell yeah. You know, kind of like I do. I, yeah. fun, fact, fun fact, I've actually never listened to a single episode of mine, except for like one. One I've listened to, but that's a whole different other story. <laughs> and, you know, people give me shit about that. They're like, why don't you listen to your episodes? It's like, because I was, I was there. I know what happened. Um, I don't listen to myself because I, okay, everybody thinks I'm this short, like, sweet girl because I have such a high, squeaky voice. Um, and yeah, part of it like, is, is I, I'm, oh, I'm 6'8". No. <laughs> yeah. And like, part of it is, is like, I don't know how to control my voice still. I'm still working on that. Yeah. Comes with time. But when people figure out that I'm 5'11 and a half, they're like, where Holy did that shit. voice come from? You're and a I'm giant. Like, no. Actually. Yeah, I know. And it's like, yeah. So I get it. Cause I don't listen to my voice cause it drives me insane. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the other part. Like I don't listen to my episodes cause I don't want to hear myself. Yeah, as yeah. much as I love to talk, I love the I love the way I sound to myself, but like on recordings, it's like oh, ha, oh, yeah. No, well, no I get you. I get you. Love no, the, thank you. Well, yeah, we sit down with our boss once a week, and he pulls one of our shows, and we we listen to it, and then we find ways that we can do things better, which I absolutely love because I love to be coach. But sometimes it's there and cringe, and I'm like. Oh, yeah. did I say that? That yeah. sounds horrible. I'm not controlling my voice. That was way too loud of a breath. Yeah. <laughs> um, so my big two questions, right? Because okay. I know I know you're super young, right? Like you yes. just graduated high school yesterday. No, but, not then. Sure, I'm not right. that young. Um, so being in the Midwest, you have access to all kinds of good shit, right? Yes. Um, what's your favorite whiskey or bourbon? Oh, okay, so I'm a Colorado oh, girl. Okay. Oh, okay, I love the way you just got like so excited. Okay, I'm a whiskey girl, so I did not like. You want, first... Hold on, hold on. Seriously? Yes, that's all I drink. No shit. Why haven't yeah. we had this conversation before? I don't know. It's I don't crazy. know either because we're gonna um, have to talk and figure some stuff out off off of the record. Yeah. Just so, just so you know. Okay. Okay. Um. So yes, I am legal to drink. In case you were wondering, I just turned twenty-seven, so we can't talk about alcohol. Oh, well. Um. I wasn't making an assumption. I wasn't check, doing that. Check. Just needed to clear the air. But uh-huh. um, so my first legal drink was actually whiskey because I'm like my mom and my mom's a whiskey girl. Um, I, born and raised in Colorado, a huge whiskey out there is Tin Cup. Mm-hmm. It's my favorite. I've never heard they of even, it. They even have a bourbon. It's a Colorado-based company, so like a lot of people don't have it. It's been in the family for like, I think it's like a generational thing. 
It is like my favorite. So smooth. It's got like a cherry, like hickory, like kick Ooh. to the end of it. Oh, stop oh. it! No way. I will. Uh, that that just day. sounded like real, like flamboyant. That was like that was like super, like oh really? <laughs> no, that's not what I, that's not how I meant it. I was excited. It's a good one, but also I'm also a huge crown peach girl. I will sip that all day okay. every day. Oh well, I'm I'm we're gonna have to have more conversations because this is fascinating to me because I'm still I'm just getting into the whiskey bourbon okay. lifestyle. Yeah. So you know my palate isn't as sophisticated with it yet. Um, no, I get but it. The stuff the stuff I've tried I really like. Okay. Um, What's your favorite? Um. So my favorite favorite is Jack. Right. Jack okay. is Jack is good. It's smooth. Right. It it's it's what I was introduced to. Um. My big drink of choice. Right. And this. People like kind of turn their head and they're like, huh, really? Um, I love Jack Daniels with a with about an ounce, well, depending on how much I have in my glass, right? With about an ounce of amaretto. Okay. That's good. Um, That's good. Yeah. It's so good. And it goes down real good. Yeah. No, I <laughs> you know, also... so so after a couple of those, you kinda, you know, it's like, oh, oh we're having a good time. Um, so I was 21, and my grandfather has a ranch in Nebraska. My my grandfather and I are like best friends. He's one of my heroes. He's taught me to fish. I love him to death. He's a seven seven guy. Okay. I literally just turned 21. Literally just turned 21. And so he's having a seven seven. I'm like, Grandpa, can I have one? He's like, You're not old enough yet. And I was like, Yeah, here I am. Here's my driver's license. So we had a seven seven, and then we went to the bar. And had another seven seven. So like seven sevens are like my go to if I'm like at the bar. If that makes nice. sense. Nice. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. So my if I'm if I'm mixing and I'm not just having it, you know, I, I say straight. the drag the dragon Jack and Amaretto is, is straight for me. Yeah. Not, right. But I'm a big Jack and Lemonade guy. Oh, like, that's good too. Love it. Love that it. That is good. Yeah. Or Jack yeah. and tea is good too, if you like tea. Really? Yes. Interesting. I'll have to try that. Um, and crown peach and tea is even better. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure that sounds like it would be. Um, but you know, I, I I have a you know because we can only find we can only get like the big big stuff around here, right? The big okay. things. Yeah. Um, but even some of the big names are hard to find. Like Buffalo Trace is kind of like blowing up, right? Yeah. And it's hard to get because it's so popular. <laughs> so I really like Buffalo Trace too. It's a little more. It's a little more got a little more of a bite to it yeah uh for me but but it's still good um you know I, i've been sent stuff i have a bottle of yellowstone that i'm gonna review oh, that's and good. see is it, uh, that's all i hear is how good it is it is so good so I, good so smooth and you know i was gonna open it on thanksgiving and i was like you know what no i want to save this for next season because we're gonna do big whiskey and bourbon reviews oh, nice. and you know i want to open it and do it all like straight because I've never had it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So cool. I want to do it. I want to do it right. I don't blame you. So yeah. Oh well, I'm because you're not the first person to tell me that Yellowstone was the way to go. It is so good. If you can get your hands on it, yes. Awesome. I sound like such an alcoholic. I promise I'm not an no, alcoholic. No, 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 no. <laughs> I just love whiskey. <laughs> enjoying whiskey doesn't make you an alcoholic. Okay, trust me. good. Because if it good. did, we'd be having a. We, this would be an AA meeting. Um, <laughs> now, now being, you know, being a country girl, as you claim, as you self-proclaim, 
What are your boots? What are your boots? Oh, don't even get me started. I have a collection. Um, collection before the fire had 15 different pairs. Um, Post-fire, I'm up to six. Um, I'm a huge Ariat girl. Yeah, so I, I love, love my Ariats. But, okay, so before the fire, I had a custom pair of Corrals made. Those were my favorite. Oh, Way too much money on them. But they were embroidered with roses and horseshoes. And it was like a, a grayish leather. Oh, my God. They were my favorites. But Damn. we're looking to grow my collection because I live in them. If I'm not in athletic shorts and tennis shoes, I'm usually in boots. Yeah, that's that's kind of how I am without the athletic shorts. Um, yeah. Actually, I do wear athletic shorts and boots and um, sweatpants and boots, and it drives my parents up a wall. That's awesome. And, yes, I will go in public like that. That's good. good. Be you. Be you. Yeah. You know, it's funny because um, my wife has a pair of boots that were um, that were formed to her, to her leg. Like, they were fitted to yeah. her. I don't, know, I don't know who the hell made them, um, which you would think I would doing this. But, um, like, they're gorgeous. And she's had them forever. Yeah. That's what I was telling somebody. Like, okay, a lot of people get scared because boots are, like, two three hundred dollars for like a good pair and i was like right. these are investments right they last especially right. if you like waterproof them and uh leather like condition the leather you can get them to last like i have a really good pair of work boots that i so my family family runs a sand and gravel mine so i grew up on the sand and gravel mine like shoveling and all that stuff and i had a pair of Ariots that i had lasted for five years and i wore those in the toughest conditions ever but it's just like how you take care of them right Wow, you're a badass. I'm not a badass. No, you are. I mean, compared to... If you were to come to, to New England, you'd be like, oh, yeah, I am a badass. Uh, because there's, we don't have... We just don't have that. We don't have that here. Yeah, that's what everybody says. And it's just kind of because I give credit to my parents. They raised me to be an individual, and they raised my brothers to be individuals and just be confident in who we are and just love life. And the cool thing is, is they challenged us to do everything that we wanted. Like I got into archery at the age of 12 and I shot competitive archery. And then one of my brothers is a clay shooter and he does like sporting clays and skate and all that stuff. And so it's just cool that they like challenged us to try this stuff and fail at it and learn from it. And yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. I'm, you know, I'm so happy I get to talk to you. Me like, too. This, this is, this is, is so fun. It was. It, it, you know, and it's it's really made my day. So I thank you so much for that. I, I can't I can't tell you how much I appreciate you, Paisley. I really do. Um, thank you for and, finding me and asking yeah. me to do this. This is so fun. Yeah, I'm so, you know, and I know it probably sounds weird to say, like, I'm so glad you're my friend, you know, but like I am. Like, I'm. No, I'm, me too. I'm Even so glad we've. Harassing me on Instagram for going to a Colts game. <laughs> well, and, and that's coming from somebody who can't stand the Patriots. So yeah, <laughs> I'm just bitter because you canceled our our initial our initial conversation to go to a football game. Um, it's a little bit of a result, but you know what? Calls. But you know what? I think we've made up for it. I think we made up for it. This was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was. Well, thank you so much for your time, and I hope you enjoy the rest of your day. No, and, um, thank you, and you too. And um, fantastically I look, awesome day. You too, and I, I look forward to talking to you super soon. Sounds like a plan, Stan. All right. Um, okay. Then we'll talk soon. Thanks so much, okay. Paisley. Sounds like a plan. Have a great day. You too. Bye. Bye.
Well, there you have it, everyone. Paisley done. How fun was that? My God, I loved it. Loved it. Thank you so much, Paisley, for being a part of the show. Um, I can't wait for us to chat again. Um, I thank you for our friendship. It's it's absolutely incredible to me. Um, thank you for your whiskey love and your knowledge and everything. It was just great. It was so much fun. Um, thank you, everybody, again, for all the social media love, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. I know Twitter. We talked about it, didn't we? TikTok. Um, everything. Thank you all so much. Um, I hope you have a wonderful holiday. We have one more episode we're going to release this week. Um, I know it's a lot. I appreciate all the support um, and everybody listening. I know you got things to do. So thank you all so much. And I hope you have a wonderful holiday and we'll see you. I'm going to release an episode on Christmas Eve. Um, So hopefully you'll tune in for that. Um, But until then, keep the boots on the glass. Keep the boots on the ground. Whiskey in the glass. Cheers, everyone. Merry Christmas.